Coming up on Philosophy Talk, a show about nothing. I'm really serious. I think that's a good idea. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. Existentialism. Meaninglessness. Nothingness. The existentialist philosophers did insist that we had particular moral obligations to others, namely to promote the other people's freedom. Our guest is Lanier Anderson of Stanford University. They didn't want to insist on more substantive moral demands than that. The crux of it is there is no essence of what it is to be a human being until human beings invent ways of life for themselves. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may have something here. Existentialism. Coming up on Philosophy Talk after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 KALW, local innovative public radio for San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the lovely Stanford campus. Yes, and from that oasis of thought, we migrate to the air via this oasis of radio, and from the air to the internet via our blog, the blog.philosophytalk.org. Go check it out. And now you can listen to Philosophy Talk anywhere, anytime, by uh, downloading our podcast from our website. So, Ken, today we're talking about existentialism. Now, existentialism, the word, was invented by Jean-Paul Sartre, and I guess you get to be an existentialist as if Jean-Paul Sartre said you were an existentialist, because there's a lot of them that were dead before they knew they were existentialists. Like Nietzsche and Kierkegaard, they never called themselves existentialists, but everybody thinks of them as existentialists. Yeah, even Dostoevsky gets to be an existentialist. He's included in all the anthologies. Yeah, and existentialists seem to be a, a strange bunch, because uh, Nietzsche was an atheist, Kierkegaard was a Christian, Sartre is an atheist. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a doctrine with many facets. I guess what they all believe, or at least Sartre thought they believed, was that existence precedes essence. Now, what does that mean, John? Well, at its core, I think existentialism is something, I mean, the starting point is something every philosophy professor agrees and feels passionately about. You're talking to kids in intro philosophy, and you want them to know that they are not just a collection of stuff poured in their heads by parents, culture, ministers, schools, and the newspapers they happen to read. Ultimately, what they are is up to them. Everybody in the world can say that they're going to be a lawyer, and, and they can still say, no, I'm going, to, I'm going to be a doctor or a businessman or major in English lit. Ultimately, you're condemned to be free, and that's, that's the starting point. Condemned to be free. Why condemned? I mean, it sounds like freedom is a burden, right? And freedom is a burden. You can never escape the responsibility for making yourself who you who you choose to be. Is if because I guess Sartre, I know Sartre says that if you think, well, look, I need to be a lawyer because my parents would be crushed if I didn't become a lawyer. And if you think they're being crushed is a reason for you, and that you don't just have the the absolutely free choice to be a lawyer or not, then you're not you're you're acting in bad faith. Sartre says, right? Yes, and every every so I think existentialism really uh, appeals to every seventeen year old. It certainly appealed to me when I was that age. 
and there's something true that remains true. But, you know, Sartre got out of this a, a huge theoretical philosophy with all kinds of technical terms like in itself and for itself and the subjectivity of the in itself being for itself. Or God, God you're really what. up on your existentialism. <laughs> it runs about to 800 pages in translation. So so there, maybe you can understand the fact that it's not not the world's most popular philosophy now. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a very popular philosophy. It's just, it's one of those books that everybody says they will someday read. But to see how popular it is, to see whether it has any contemporary relevance, our roving philosophical reporter, Polly Stryker, went out and talked to two psychotherapists about existentialism. She files this report. It may be surprising to find out that existential philosophy is used in psychotherapy. I spoke with two mental health professionals, a father and son, Both of them look at existential issues in their practices. Existential psychotherapy is an approach to psychotherapy that helps people to live their lives in a more full way, in a more authentic way, uh, and in a more meaningful way. San Francisco psychologist Victor Yalom believes that existential ideas are really woven into the human condition. His father, Dr. Irvin Yalom, is a Stanford psychiatrist. It may be that the patient explicitly comes in with some kind of existential issue. Maybe one of the most familiar ones is uh, a fear of death. Uh, Other patients may come in because of a crisis of meaning in their life. We happen to be creatures who seem to thrive on some kind of meaning or want some type of meaning. And so one of our major tasks in life is to go about constructing uh, a meaning that is sturdy enough to uh, maintain this life. It may be that they're at kind of midlife and suddenly they don't quite know what they're working for and what means uh, a great deal to them. And the children have uh, left the home and there's an empty nest. So these are things they want to talk about. How does the use of existential ideas in psychotherapy differ from, say, Freudian psychotherapy. There's a whole major difference in the in the frame of reference. Where Freud was much more interested in the uh, development of, of sexuality, uh, he would not be dealing with a patient who uh, who may be thinking of frightened of death. He would translate death into something else, maybe castration, rather than dealing with with death as a specific entity that we that we have to face. Dr. Yalom says existential ideas changed the way he approaches his work. I got my baptism when I worked for several years with patients who were facing death. All my training in psychotherapy left us very little with how we could approach it. I had to learn a whole new skill and learn that I had to face these issues in myself and that I had to uh, be present for the patient. And I had to deal with them in a different way because they weren't separate from me. Uh, It wasn't them, the patients, who had this affliction, and we, the healers, who didn't, you know, because we're all in the same boat. We're all facing mortality, and I think that drastically alters the kind of attitude one has towards the relationship between patients and therapists, where I feel much more that we're all fellow travelers, or Nietzsche or Schopenhauer would put it that we're all fellow sufferers. An important existential concept is to live a fully engaged life, In other words, not just coasting down life's highway. Psychologist Victor Yalom. A lot of us have gotten really cut off from, you know, what's our essence? What excites us in life? If you only had another day or you only had another year to live, 
what would you be doing? Would you be going to your job downtown in your office and your cubicle and looking at your computer screen all day? I think that we all have a certain kind of essence that if we go back and think about how we were as a very young child and the teens and early adulthood, if you think about what are the times you were most alive and you can find a way to tap into that more and more, then you can live a more authentic life. I think the people that we see that are artists or just passionate about what they do, whether they're artists or musicians or intellectuals, you know, these are the people you see in their 70s or their 80s and their 90s and they're full of life, you know? From the intersection of philosophy and psychotherapy, I'm Polly Stryker for Philosophy Talk. Want to hear more? You can find the complete episode on iTunes Music, or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.